Welcome to episode 26 of the Double Scoop podcast on KWNK Reno Community Radio. I'm your host, Noah Glick, and today we're packing our bags and checking into the Last Bet Motel, an art installation debuting at Black Rock City later this month. We're most of the way done, you know. Lead artist Joe Fitzpatrick says the project started as an excuse for him and his group of friends to work on something for Burning Man. Most haven't been to the playa for the burn, and they wanted to contribute something. While brainstorming ideas, Fitzpatrick and his friends would often walk through their midtown Reno neighborhood when they noticed something funny. There was a, a motel called the, the Best Bet Motel, and during the pandemic, they had some like marquee lettering, like lettering that you can change and have different signs. And for some reason, they changed their message to be, don't be crassy, like crazy, but spelled with an S. That sign led to some interesting questions. What happened there? Were they missing the Z? And if so, what does the message don't be crazy mean? Who are they talking to? It was very, it just, it struck me as, you know, the humor was very burner. Don't be crassy became somewhat of a running joke for the group, but that gag got real just before the new year. Joe's wife, Elizabeth Fitzpatrick, is the project manager. That motel was recently demolished, and we just happened to be walking past as they were demolishing, and the only thing standing was the sign. And so Joe had the wherewithal to ask them if we could have the don't be crassy letters. So we have those, and we're going to put them on the art piece. Walk past the old site of the Best Bet Motel today, and you'd be forgiven if you didn't notice much. Instead of housing, a large dirt lot sits on the corner of Center and Stewart Streets in Reno, a wire fence outlining the block. A sign on the neighboring building ironically says, look to the future. When the Best Bet Motel was demolished in late December, a spokesperson told the Reno Gazette Journal that the city didn't know how many residents were displaced. And that's when Joe and his team realized they needed to make an homage to their neighborhood weekly. And so the Last Bet Motel was born. The sign face itself is a replica of the actual Best Bet Motel, but we just changed the word best to last because uh, it, it kind of gets to the deeper meaning of what the weeklies were um, for the people that lived there. To get a better sense of the project and the inspiration behind it, I met up with Joe and his team at The Generator in Sparks. Um, why don't we just go around, I'll start with you, Joe, and we'll just do introductions. So my name is Joe Fitzpatrick. I'm the lead artist of the Last Bet Motel. Some people call me Razorback on Playa. I'm Elizabeth Fitzpatrick. Uh, and I'm the project manager on the Last Bet Motel. I'm Emily Stewart, and I am the social media coordinator and also the radical inclusion, diversity, and equity officer for the project. I guess just tell me what we're seeing. I see a big sign that says Last Bet Motel. Just tell me about what we're looking at, where are we, and what's, what's this going to look like, I guess. So you can see behind us, these are 12-foot-tall beams. So this is kind of the main chunk of the sign face that gets mounted all the way up there. There's going to be an additional piece on top of this that goes up a few feet and kind of has these frills that match the original sign face. And then this portion will be down here. So it'll be this about seven and a half foot by seven and a half foot um, sign face mounted up 12 feet high in, in, in the air. So it's a giant okay, sail. So I've, I've also never been to Burning Man, so I'm curious to know because I'm just picturing this out in the playa, you know, you can see the horizon essentially and, and it's dark and all of a sudden you see this last bet motel. I'm just thinking of like an oasis in the desert. Like, can you describe what you're hoping people will experience when they see this? One of the most important pieces of the project is the motel rooms that are going to be situated in front of the sign. So there will be four small replicas of rooms and in each room there's a different character or icon of a mannequin that represents a type, a you know, icon of some sort of person who might have inhabited those rooms. So like a pregnant mother who's looking forward to 
building a better life for her children or an older couple who's struggling with low income to survive week to week. Um, so it's really the personalities of those characters that's going to bring to life the message of the piece, which is that we need to look at gentrification now because the people that lived in the Best Bet Motel, you know, where did they go? We do not have affordable, accessible, low-income housing in our community. It is not being replaced. The, the homes of these folks are not being replaced, and we need to like make that message very clear on Playa. So I'm hoping that when people interact with the characters and all of the little Easter eggs that we're hiding inside of the drawers, and you know, I hope that makes people see a reflection of themselves in those characters to know that these are human beings that are being displaced. and that's the most important part of this piece is like we want that message to really shine. What was the genesis of this idea? How did it come about? And I guess what was step one for you? So this project came about because we have this really awesome tight group of friends in Reno and we all kind of wanted to experience Burning Man together. When my wife Elizabeth and I lived in Reno, we moved to Seattle recently, but when we lived in Reno in Midtown there was a, a motel called the, the Best Bet Motel and during the pandemic they, they had some like marquee lettering, like lettering that you can change and have different signs. And for some reason, they changed their message to be, don't be crassy, like crazy, but spelled with an S. And that always struck us as just so strange. Cause like, <laughs> what happened there? Did they, were they missing the Z? And if so, what does the message don't be crazy mean? Who are they talking to? It was very, it just, it struck me as very, you know, the humor was very burner. That had been a place where we had been walking by every day. You know, Joe and Elizabeth and I were kind of in the same neighborhood and we were just passed by that and be like, oh, that's so funny, haha. -ha. But then when it was gone, we were thought, oh my God, like where are these people going? So just watching it happen in our own personal neighborhood was what really spurred the connection between gentrification and our inspiration for this project. And just on that note of, of gentrification and this bigger message, I mean, you know, you guys are throwing around ideas. It sounded like it started with kind of a funny saying, but now it's it, it's sort of, I don't know if it morphed into something a little more serious or if it kind of started with it. I guess, how did, how did you guys get to that part? Well, I think first and foremost, it's an homage. I'm not necessarily advocating that we should have these weekly motels as they are currently run, but having an homage to what Reno's cheap housing was felt kind of, you know, edgy enough to be a, a cool Burning Man project. So... The, the rooms that we call them, they're not like full rooms that you can walk in with a door that closes behind you. So what we are building, I keep calling them semi-walls. So they're, it looks like a floor plan basically. The walls are only one foot tall, but you clearly outlines where the room is and the way that the lighting is done is, uh, you know, it's, it's all lit up every single room and all the lights are facing down to Playa. So it kind of underlights the entire interior of the room. And all the rooms are outfitted with furniture that are all kind of in the same color scheme for each room. Each room has a different color scheme. That kind of represents the, the character or the, the person who might inhabit that room. So it, it not only has depth in that the rooms are like unique color, but there's also unique furniture and fun things that we've, you know, kind of been acquiring over the past few months at antique shops and Craigslist and little 
Easter egg projects that people have been working on. I mean, are you hopeful that you know, this piece can help spur action or conversations. You know, I guess if, if I, as someone who doesn't know anything about this, I come up here, what do you hope that I get from this? One of the things about Burning Man um, and part of the reason why they're um, requiring ride coordinators this year is because it is such a expensive and inaccessible event for people to go to. So our hope is that the people who are going there have power and privilege to make change and to, you know, bring this back to either our community or their own local communities because gentrification is obviously an issue here where we are, but it's it's everywhere now. I mean, I think anybody who um, is paying any level of attention or trying to buy a grocery knows that. So my family moved here when I was five years old. So we have watched the Midtown completely change, completely change, a huge, huge facelift. And we have to acknowledge as privileged people that we are part of the problem. We are like Joe and Elizabeth's old house was a beautiful new two-story townhouse that was modern developed. It was a wonderful place to hang out, such a cool house across the street from this place. You know, so just drawing our attention to like, we are complicit in part of this. So we have power and privilege. We should utilize it to make sure that other people with power and privilege understand what's going on. It was a wake-up call for us living in that neighborhood to see all of these people displaced. So we want to transfer that wake-up call to other people in Black Rock City. You know, I can't help but think, you know, you're saying that this beautiful home's right across the street from the from the motel. And then it's torn down, it's almost like people forget about it, right? It's like, it's not there, it's forgotten. If you don't see it, it doesn't exist, right? So is this some kind of way to both literally and figuratively like shine a light on what's happening here? We are making it visible because it becomes an invisible problem. Homelessness is an invisibility. We walk by people every single day who are suffering in ways we cannot possibly imagine. And to turn a blind eye to that over and over again is extremely invalidating and harmful to people, our neighbors experiencing homelessness. So we, we need to make it visible. Yeah, I mean, living in, so I'm not originally from Reno, but living in Midtown around the motel, it was... You know, we, we shared an address, like our address was similar enough to what this motel's address was to the point where we would have our mail frequently delivered to this motel. So, you know, getting to know the manager and his two very cute pit bulls, you know, it was, it was <laughs> cool to, you know, see um, the motel and it did provide housing for people. It was, it was cheap weekly housing. It was just kind of like a punch in the gut. All, you know, a, a cool, classic Reno Weekly Motel just got torn down for what will probably be cookie-cutter, high-rise style apartments. And, you know, like I said, I'm not originally from Reno. And coming here and seeing all the different motels, I always thought, like, that was kind of Reno. For better or for worse, it's, it's the character of these, like, kind of grungy, you know, edgy motels all around Midtown, downtown that kind of gives Reno its, its character. More after this break. <laughs>